Hello and welcome to Metaphorically Speaking with me, Delia Delore. This show explores the impacts of commonly used phrases on our world's diverse cultures and how people's use of them shape our perspective on the societies we live within. On today's show, we dive deep into another metaphor and even deeper into the element of music. We're joined by our guest, BJ Sam, and we look into the effect music has on people and the way music can change the ages. Where words fail, music speaks is the topic of today's Metaphorically Speaking. This phrase was brought to us by this week's guest and the much-loved musical artist BJ Sam. BJ Sam has found international fame with fans stretching far and wide from places like Nigeria, Germany and Australia. Listening to his music, you can completely understand why he chose this phrase for us today. His music aims to bring joy to the listener, celebrating life, love and spirituality. Within the first few bars of any of his tracks, you can't help but dance alongside with him. BJ Sam has found the perfect way to spread his cheer without demanding it. I mean, think about it. How much harder would that be if he used words alone? So before we get to our wonderful guest, let's first find out how his chosen phrase came to be. Where words fail, music speaks, is a quote attributed to Hans Christian Andersen. It's a paraphrase line which originally read, where words fail, sounds can often speak and can be found in his book, What the Moon Saw and Other Tales. Anderson, of course, was best known for his fairy tales, which have embedded themselves into the collective childhood of most Westerners. Ones that you are probably familiar with are stories such as The Ugly Duckling, The Princess and the Pea, and of course, The Little Mermaid, a staple in any Disney collection. Under the sea, under the sea, darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they slave away. While the devoting full time, floating under the sea. <laughs> take today's idiom literally, you might start to ponder on a scenario where music gains more success than speech alone. You might then start to think of the multitude of charitable events set up to both entertain us and speak to our better natures. A benefit concert, a way of using music to inspire others and inform on an important issue, has had immense cultural influence since the 1970s. The first modern charity fundraiser of this kind is often thought to be the Concert for Bangladesh, put together by Beatles guitarist George Harrison and sitar player Ravi Shankar. Shankar had approached his friend Harrison to discuss the devastation by floods in his homeland. Millions of refugees were pouring into neighbouring India and Shankar was concerned for his home and people. Harrison immediately said he wanted to help and so got in contact with his most famous friends, putting together an event that most wouldn't want to miss. 
The event and subsequent media has since raised 17 million for UNICEF. However, with a concert of this scale having never previously existed, Harrison struggled to get all the funds in time to the refugees, with some of it being lost along the way. Here's a snippet of the two musicians talking about the event. Really, it was Ravi Shankar's idea. He wanted to do something like this, and he was talking to me and telling me about his concern for the thing and asking me if I had any suggestions. Then, after half an hour, he talked me into being on the show. War was going on between Pakistan and Eastern Pakistan, it was then known, which was part of original whole of Bengal, that's where I belong to. And all my distant relatives, along with many other refugees, they were coming by thousands to Calcutta, and all the women and children suffering, and all that made me feel very concerned. And George immediately felt that he would help. The concert for Bangladesh was not the first modern-day benefit concert. That title is given to the Winter Festival for Peace, which happened one year before, in 1970. This event, however, wasn't documented nearly as well, but still boasted an incredible lineup, including Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin and Miles Davis. In fact, benefit concerts began pre-rock and roll, there's various examples throughout history of notable composers putting together these kinds of performances. George Frederick Handel maybe being the most famous as he held annual benefit shows of his famous Messiah Oratorio to raise money for chapels, hospices and musical groups. Handel's lavish opera productions made him rich and famous and paid for a fancy townhouse in Mayfair with a finely stocked and frequently replenished wine cellar. But by the end of the 1730s, Handel's fortunes were on the turn. He may have been the greatest opera composer of his day, but Handel was also satirised for his German accent and his propensity for fine living. In the winter of 1741, Handel prepared to unveil his new oratorio to the world but he decided not to premiere it in the capital. In an attempt to revitalize his flagging fortunes and fed up with London, Handel traveled to Britain's second city of culture, Dublin, for Messiah's first performance. Handel hoped that this fresh start would restore a sense of purpose to his music and introduce him to a new public. Crucially, it would also allow his music to be really useful in society. All of the proceeds would go to charity. Instead of the self-indulgent glutton that some had dubbed him in London, in Dublin, Handel could restyle himself famous philanthropist as well as famous composer. Another composer who also set up benefit concerts was none other than Ludwig van Beethoven. His most famous being the concert of the 22nd of December 1808. This night has gone down in the books of musical history as he not only showcased some of his best known work, Symphony Number no. 5 included, yes, you know the one.
but also because it changed our understanding and appreciation of music. This one piece is considered a cornerstone in Western music, being so recognizable by those first four notes alone. Who would have known that benefit concerts had been going on for such a long period of time? I remember my first benefit concert, and that was Band-Aid. I'm sure most of you remember that. Now joining us is someone who will remember concerts all too well. This week's guest, BJ Sam. Can you tell us about yourself and what you do? BJ Sam, uh, a recording artist and a writer with a mission to bring joy and brilliance to the universe. That's just a uh, short description of who I am. An artist and a writer with a mission to bring joy and brilliance to the universe. Now, you say universe. I think that's the key word because, you know, we do have, you know, writers, uh, singers, artists. They want their work, their work to be heard uh, with yeah. everybody. But the fact that you've used the word universe makes me think that you do something a little bit more yeah I, I, I definitely I want to do something different that I want because everyone is doing something I we read about a lot of people we read about uh, uh, Isaac Newton we read about Michael Faraday we read about a lot of people who invented things I want my name to be on the pages of record that this kind of this particular person did this particular thing so people have been doing music. I want my music to be different. People have been doing music probably for their country, their continent. I want to bring. I want to be the first artist that was able to unite the world in music. You know, we've heard about FIFA World Cup, and that's my vision is to bring the world together in song in true music. And is that why you are working on your current project? I'll be loving you till the end. Can you tell us how the idea came up and why you think it's important? You see, as I said, my vision from time has been to unite the world. I never knew how it was going to happen. I keep writing my, my profile. Sometimes it's an international artist. But I never knew how it's going to come to reality. But I thank God, I believe by divine wisdom, I was able, I started, when I released one song last year, uh, it was a gospel song, Your Word of Jesus. I tried to send it to a few people. Before I knew a lot of people, I got a lot of response from every nation of the earth. I thought about oh, 40 people from all parts of the world who wanted to feature my song. I was like, wow, the dream is coming true. Something is about happening. I never knew as I was doing the first thing, I realized I could do more. I realized I could do more. Wow. Okay, fine. That was just a set of people, gospel. Now I wanted to do a bigger one with all the major actors around the world now. So right now we got uh, the um, uh, one of the top ten bass player in the world who has been nominated for several Grammy on the track. We've got a lot of major major artists from different part of the world on the track. I'll be loving you to the end, and it's like it's it dream. This dream come true. A lot of people are embracing it because the whole world is singing together now in harmony with different languages, different color, different location, different German music. And how are you putting this together? And when do you think you're going to finish? 
Oh, uh, we we started. Uh, I think the song should be ready in the next two weeks. The song is ready. The audio is ready. I'm just gonna uh, do the mixing and mastering. Then the, the editor is just gonna work on the video. The next two weeks, the video, the audio should be ready. It takes a lot of work, a lot of combination, a lot of creativity because you know this is something that has never been done before in history. Before, for you to feature an artist, you need to travel to that particular country. You need to be in the same studio. But now we develop new ideas, new strategies to bring people together and to just do the song. And it's very, very phenomenal. A lot of people are amazed, mesmerized by this concept. What is the song about? Uh, I'll be loving you to the end. Uh, could be seen in two faces. Uh, I'll be loving you to the end. Is intent intent to unite the world, as I said. I will love you to the end. Please stand with me to the end. Uh, initially, the first idea, the first space set could be the wedding song. It, uh, the groom uh, saying to the bride, "I'll be loving you to the end. Please stand with me to the end." The bride also responds at the same vein, "I'll be loving you to the end. Please stand with me to the end." The same thing, you know, love is universal. The same thing ap- uh, applies to nation. Just like now, you see there's a little bit of problem between U.S. and uh, and Russia. Right now, we can, the only thing that can bring unity right now is music. You know, the, what if now we have Russia on the track, we have U.S. on the track, you can imagine. We have Chinese, uh, China, Chinese artists on the track. So this is amazing. Even though politically there are issues between these countries, but with music we can come together. You see, even though politically there's war between uh, conflict rumors and uh, but musically, you see after uh, the after the American ladies stop singing, uh, Italy sang and the Russian lady sang. Beautiful. So that means we can actually come together. And imagine when. The president will see this kind of project. Wow, what is happening here? So even though we try to fight politically, music can always bring us together. So that seems to be the reason why you chose the metaphor where words fail, music speaks. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You see, where one fails, music speaks. Because right now, <laughs> what will fail us to express our feeling? There's no how much word, the, the, the matter how you try to frame the word right now, that could actually bring peace between the conflict we are seeing right now. But one of the best ways we can express ourselves right now is through music. And I'm telling you, when the world leaders we listen to this kind of song, the first thing we bring is joy. So that means we can really work together. Despite our differences, despite our languages, despite our race, racial differences, barrier we can actually come together so you see the things is not really beautiful what we're saying right now this ambassador needs to leave here this ambassador needs to leave here we need to come together and this is one of the way when there there must be somebody there must be someone somewhere that was that will bring us together so that's what i'm trying to do right now because where what fails everything needs to bring us together mm-hmm. music needs to speak for us How we belong.
we're talking about songs. Has there been one that has made a difference in your life? And if so, can you tell us what it is and why? Okay, uh, I think one of my songs that has really made a difference in my life, in my career, is a particular song I call uh, Monamu. Monamu is a French song. I tried to learn French and um, I, I sang the song Monamu, which means my love. I, I like to sing about love. I love to sing about love. So, uh, though love, not just love between man and woman, but love, general love between countries, between people. Love, because without love, the universe will continue to exist. You know, the day we stop hatred, we stop hatred, there will be peace around the world. If when we stop, when the rich we stop oppressing the poor, there will be no more reason to. Thank you. Before you go, can you tell us how our listeners will be able to hear I'll be loving you till the end. Okay, I'll be loving you till the end. We'll be released shortly in the next two weeks. I think the, the four, let's say uh, the second week in May, the song should be ready on all the uh, music stores, Spotify, YouTube, uh, iTunes, everywhere you can spend the song. The song will be actually available in the next two weeks, second week in May. So I believe. Uh, Everyone should be able to get the music. Then I'm, on, I'm available on YouTube. I am BJ Sam Music. My YouTube channel name is BJ Sam Music. And on um, Instagram, BJ Sam Music. Twitter, BJ Sam Music. Then most of the time, I'm always on LinkedIn. Because, uh, that's where I use most of the time. Just BJ Sam. I am on LinkedIn. And just BJ Sam. People can actually find me on LinkedIn. We can communicate. That's where I use most of the time. Well, thank you so much, BJ Sam. And as you heard, listeners, just put his name on, Google it, and everything associated with him will be there. And of course, you'll be able to hear the song. So thank you so much for being on Metaphorically Speaking. And we'll be watching out and listening out for your song. Thank you very much. What an incredible story. It always amazes me how one person can have the joys to travel the world doing what they love most and connecting so many people along the way. Now, here are some other effects and history that this week's metaphor gives. Now, you may be asking what lucky charity found Beethoven sponsoring them with such fantastic works. Well, this benefit concert was put on to raise money for Beethoven himself. Composing was not a particularly lucrative vocation at the time, though Handel may have convinced you otherwise. Now, moving back to the phrase where words fail, music speaks. The reason as to why it is such a well-remembered line is because it doesn't rest on its literal meaning like any good metaphor. The actual quote suggests that words simply aren't enough to evoke a real understanding of emotion. Feelings can be incredibly hard to describe. There's so many examples of words for sentiments in other languages which we simply don't have and have even adopted, like déjà vu. Of course, music, however, can be used to describe feelings incredibly well. It moves us in ways that words very often can't. Music is intrinsic to the human experience. Someone in the UK can listen to the same song that someone in South Korea is bopping along to, and it can have the same effect on both listeners. It's universal in its understanding and in its use. 
Very often we put a dance track on to get us in the mood for a big night out, or we might play something classical to lull us into sleep if silence just doesn't cut it. And remember the times when we've been told that when you're driving, if you choose an easy listening piece, then you're likely to drive slower. Even those who struggle to cry might be moved to shed a tear or two by listening to a beautiful melody. When you hear a piece like this, it's easy to understand why emotions play such a big part in music. This song, by Camille Saint-Saëns, is known as the music for the dying swan in ballet. And while it might move ballerinas to dance, it inspires different reactions in others. Back in the day, I played the cello, which might have something to do with why that particular song affected me. Nice hair. But it turns out the brain is at work here too. We process the difference between this pathway that connects the auditory regions is on the side of the brain here, to the emotional regions. And we show that the tract actually that connects those two regions is stronger, more, there's more fibers in that region than the people who get chills. Which means some people's brains might have better communication between what they hear and how they feel. The music itself also plays a role in Frisson. Impressionism is a term that can be found in both art and music. In the 1860s, painters like Claude Monet and Edgar Degas stepped out of the studio and began painting on location. Instead of painting what they literally saw, they attempted to paint the atmosphere, the impression that changing colors and lights had on a place. This idea of capturing the mood was adopted in music, though the most famous composer of the genre, Claude Debussy, rejected the term. Impressionist music evokes emotions particularly well due to various reasons. The music is often atonal, meaning that it doesn't have a fixed major or minor key. The rhythm is unfixed also. It moves at its own pace, making it hard to tap your foot to. Techniques such as these and others gives you the feeling that you are floating along with the piece, not quite sure where you'll go. These ups and downs mimic the way we naturally feel things, often not knowing how our own mood will play out. Of course, impressionist music isn't the only genre that portrays our emotions, but it does an excellent job of purposely trying to evoke them rather than describe them to us. It all began with Monet's painting, Impression Sunrise. Monet, as you probably know, was the most famous Impressionist painter, and the term was borrowed from that painting. This one right here on the screen. So the whole idea with Impressionism was that musicians and artists were drawn to conveying moods with their music instead of distinct parts and melodies. They wanted their pieces to evoke a feeling. So this music was less fixated on details and making things, you know, picture perfect. So oftentimes the music is actually the opposite. It's vague, it's blurred, but still impactful. We may not all be famous musicians and composers, but that doesn't mean we've never tried to express ourselves with music rather than words. Have you ever made a mixtape before? Kids today might not understand the pain of having to sit by a tape recorder with the nimblest of fingers, but that doesn't mean they haven't carried on the practice. Presenting someone with a bespoke list of tracks has become a symbol of love, and it's an honor to receive one. Isn't it funny that it isn't just our mouths that do all the talking? In this case, it's both music and actions that can speak louder than words.
Well, I'll be first in saying what an incredible experience this has been from learning about their origins to this metaphor all the way to the earliest benefit concert. It's true what they say that music does indeed spread love. As someone who has been to many gigs, festivals and concerts, I can always appreciate that feeling of togetherness. The emotions in the room as your hairs on your neck stand up to every beat and pin that you can literally hear drop when you're at a classical performance. This is one feeling that I will never forget. And I know that if any of you have been to big concerts or festivals or orchestra performances, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Music really does speak louder than words. Thank you so much to BJ Sam for joining us today. His effect and influence of individuals is outstanding and so is his music. If you wish to listen to him, just Google BJ Sam and go crazy. Don't forget, if you'd like to suggest a metaphor for an upcoming show, you can reach us at msdelia at deliadelore.com and we'd love you to share the show with your friends or leave a review on colorful.com or on our podcast metaphorically speaking which is on apple spotify and all major streaming platforms we depend on you to help us grow so we can produce the best content for you to enjoy so please go along visit us at metaphorically speaking podcast and subscribe join us for another metaphor next week i'm delia delore keep safe bye for now Hello, join me for Metaphorically Speaking with Delia Delore. That's me. It's on Colourful Radio, Mondays at 9am.